Bravery is a skill, not a personality trait, and it is the fastest, most powerful skill to creating the career and life you really want. I'm Nicole Trick-Steinbach, the International Bravery Coach and your host. I'm a former global senior director in the tech industry who's worked in over 25 countries. I'm now a certified and proven coach serving professional women like you all over the world. My promise is that you will stress less, work less, and then earn more. The Celebrate Brave podcast is for you. So make sure you subscribe for weekly brave inspiration, including proven frameworks for career and life success. My answers to your listener questions and powerful conversations with my clients and other brave leaders. You are already brave. You can define what brave means for you and your goals and build your brave. In fact, you're already in the right place. So let's dive in. Hey there, I am bringing you just an extraordinary guest and heart-filled conversation with Linda Yates, also known as the image energizer for the continuation of the Yes Month here in December 2023. Now, I met Linda when I was on her podcast, which we reference in our conversation, And the reason I really wanted to bring her to you is because of the innate, which then I discover is not innate, and full, powerful energy she has of nothing is impossible, live into the possibility. Linda has had an incredible life. And now she is a speaker, an executive coach, an author. She has a number of books. They're linked in the show notes. She's a stylist and a corporate trainer. Linda has over 300 educational seminars. She's been in business for over 10 years, and she is an expert. She has been motivating and supporting over 12,000 individuals from many Fortune 500 companies. I'm not going to list them all, just a few. We've got Wells Fargo, Fannie Mae, Microsoft, Johnson Controls, Office Depot, and so much more. She really focuses on working with individuals and organizations so that they become profitable, even more profitable in communicating their image. One small caveat. I always trust you and know that you know your bravery. Linda shares a bit about her own personal faith, some choices that she made, as well as a beloved person who passed. And I know from your emails, from your social media DMs, and from working directly with you, that many of us are in a grief process for someone that we loved and we have lost. I believe this conversation will be healing. However, I trust you to decide if this is the conversation for you to listen to today. All right. I know you are just going to get so much out of this conversation with Linda. So let's dive into it. Welcome to this episode. I have a special guest with me 
Linda Yates. Linda, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast after having been on your podcast and to hear from you about the power of yes. And the reason I invited you on for the power of yes was how every time I looked at your materials, I just got this feeling that it was the affirmative that was leading you forward mm. and helping your clients and the people around you uncover what it really is, where they want to head to. And I love how often you use the word energize. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I am deeply honored and humbled to be with you today. Nicole, I think celebrating brave is a phenomenal concept. And quite mm. frankly, I, I've had my own struggles with fear my entire life. In fact, my favorite scripture has to do with fear and not having the spirit of fear. So I am, I think what you're doing is phenomenal. Oh, that is so wonderful to hear. What is that scripture? If, if you don't mind. Uh, so I sometimes get the actual reference wrong, but I think it's in second Timothy seven, one for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Oh. And so I'm, that scripture has always resonated with me, even as, as a young girl, a young tween, a teenager into my early adulthood, marrying at age 18 and a half. And so, yeah, having a child at age 21. Whoa. So yeah, it's, it's all about, yeah, that, so like I said, I think it's really cool that you're doing brave. <laughs> oh, that is a lot of yeses right there. Oh my goodness. Yes, ma'am. So can we just dive in? Like, what is it that helps you? So you gave us one quote or one scripture that is very powerful. Like what helps you stay in your yeses, identify them, like tell us everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, faith is a, faith is a big, big thing for me. It, I was raised with great faith. I have great faith. And it is the root of what I keep turning back to when disappointments or or perceived failures, if you will, come up. So faith is a is a major ruling factor of why I seek the yes and see what's possible, right? So I, I kind of turn that into, and in fact, my phrase, my catchphrase is with God, nothing is impossible. And I truly believe that. It also comes from being raised in a very large family in a, a very small country town in Idaho, Declo, Idaho, go Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was our class mascot. And we were, were just about town, 10 miles outside of Burley, which was like the metropolis. And I dated the Burley boys. Anyway, this whole group of Burley boys. <laughs> but it was all about my parents believing that that I was possible, that I could, they they basically believed I could do the things I said I was going to do. And I've always been extremely motivated. And, you know, Jim Collins talks about big, hairy, audacious goals. Yeah, that has been that has been my life. And that's really resonated with me. And fortunately, I had the support system. I know not everybody does. I know a lot of people are told no, all the time. But I was really blessed to have been raised with parents that believed in me 
And I knew that they believed in me, even when I didn't believe in myself, because I didn't believe in myself, you know, early on in my life. And it wasn't quite frankly, until I was sitting in a seminar, learning about an image company, which is how, which then kind of transformed 30 years later into the image energizer. But I was sitting in an image company, learning about their processes, their frameworks, their their product. And this woman, I was 13 years old, and this woman made me feel like something was possible for me. And her name is Trisha Kwai. Her name from now, what I've learned now is her name is actually Trisha Smallwood. And I was speaking with actually a gentleman and mentor who said, Linda, you need to re reach out to that woman. And I have her husband's name and I've connected with him on LinkedIn. I just haven't made that final step. But she impacted me so much at age 13. As she taught and I saw her, I'm like, I want to do that for other people in my life. And that's how I how I started, quite frankly, and how I became branded the image energizer about 10 years ago. I've been on my own, a solopreneur for 10 years. There is something so, oh my gosh, I just, so many things. First of all, Idaho for a lot of my (laughs) audience, I just have to say it's like sort of in the middle of the United States. (laughs) It's very wooded. It smells amazing. It's beautiful to go there. It's also very rural. So very small area. So just to set the scene for everybody. So that's incredible. And lots of yeses very early on. What I find (laughs) fascinating is I don't remember how old I was. I changed schools a lot. So I don't even remember which school I was in, but it was around the same age. I was living in what I learned later was Appalachia and there was so much poverty and so much limitations and so much. And we, my family suffered with that as well and really struggled. And this woman came to my school and all I remember her saying were two things. She said a lot more, but I just don't remember them was one. I went to the school. And two, I have a global career. And she had talked about how she like went to different countries and she had her job. Mm. And and I don't remember the countries. I don't remember what her job was. None of it. But I remember looking that and looking at her and knowing she sat where I sat and just deciding like, oh, that's that's an option for me too. Mm. And it gave me that power of the yes that I, I don't think... Because it's so rare, I'm making an assumption here, but I think it's it was so rare for you. It was very rare for me to see myself and then popular media as anything that was global or moving around or building my own business or any of the things that you've since done. Yeah. And I and two to give you kind of an idea, like I said, a very supportive family. I'm number five of seven children. Oh my and gosh. <laughs> They're very smart. They're very high performance oriented family. Okay. Very, for instance, multiple musical instruments, very good in school, hard workers. I was a hard worker. I was not great in school (laughs) at all. In fact, my sister and I laugh about this. She's 11 years old. I mean, I have two sisters. And in fact, I talk about in my book, Beyond the Clothes, Image and Presence, which is a book I have on Amazon, I talk about kind of that beginning seed of that comparison. Mm. When I was about nine years old, my mother was speaking with a friend of hers, they were catching up and my little sister was with us. 
And her name was Carol Woodbury. And Carol asked mom, so how's Carolyn doing? Because Carolyn was in college. She's, oh, she's doing great. And Carol, I heard Carol Woodbury say, she's so smart. And then she, she commented at how cute my little sister was. So I internalized, I wasn't smart and I wasn't cute. Oh. And she didn't say those words, but that was the self-deprecating negative self-talk that I told myself. So then fast forward. Four years later, I'm sitting in this course that, quite frankly, I persuaded, it was the first sales job I ever had, I persuaded <laughs> my parents to invest $300, which was a lot of money, in a 13-year-old to go down this multi-level marketing group, sat in that, that seminar, and I saw this woman, wow. and all of a sudden, I saw what was possible for me, and I knew that's what I wanted to help others discover for themselves. And then I kind of forgot about that. Well, I didn't forget about it, but I let fear get in the way because I went to college, met my husband at 17. We got married at 18 and a half. And when my husband was asking for my hand in marriage, and he's six and a half years older than me, my father said to Doug, I know you're ready to get married, but I don't think she is. And my dad was concerned that, you know, what if something happened to Doug? Mm. What if something happened in our relationship? How was I going to take care of myself? And because I, I bought into that fear, I just started working really hard. And quite frankly, Nicole, I dropped out of college. Doug and I got married. I dropped out of college because I went to work. And I worked in corporate America for 30 plus years. And almost four weeks ago, I just started college again. And it has been 39 years since I've been in college. So yeah, that's kind of what's going on. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> oh my God, that's so exciting for you. Not Okay, so the part about going back to college, yes, like if that's, but your face, I know our listeners can't see your face, but you just like lit up your, your turning <laughs> color a little bit. I'm, you are so proud of you. I am so proud of you. That's so your family must be your kid. Oh my goodness. That's congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, let's just one math exam at a time. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, uh, because that is not my thing. I know you have a science a heavy STEM background. Mm-hmm. That is not my thing. Connecting with mm-hmm. people is my thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, actually, what's really funny is that I graduated as an English humanities major. And I started working in tech as a secretary. And I think that's one of the things that made me so successful in tech is that Mm -hmm. I love how the brain works. And I'm a little bit obsessed about physics. I was just one of my clients is a mountain bike instructor part-time now. And I went to one of her things, scared the crap out of me. That was a hard (laughs) yes. I said yes, but it was really hard to stay in yes. But the thing that helped me understand it was the physics like, oh, the angle of this and the force and the momentum and that creates motion, all that, all the other stuff. But so I love that perspective, but it was because I really enjoy connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And when it made sense for people, I had this underlying belief that I've only realized recently is that if it makes sense for the people, the product is going to make sense or the process mm-hmm. is going to make sense for people. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you really do live in possibility. <laughs> I, I seek that. I try. I try. 
So, I try. I know like Yoda says, no, try only do. So yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But it is. Yeah. I, I have a love hate. So I love Star Trek. I enjoy <laughs> Star Wars and I have a love hate relationship with Yoda. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you suggest to others that they, you know, start to find their yes? Like, mm. For example, the yes of being like, hey, pops, I hear you. I believe you. You love me. You support me. And I'm still making this the decision and mm. going into college or going into corporate. And then, you know, 30 some years later, going back into college, like what would be your recommendation for people to start finding their yeses? So I think start finding your yeses. Sometimes at least my clients struggle a lot of times with they don't know what they want. So mm. I said, let's start with what you don't want. Ooh. And what do we want to cut out first? And then another aspect is what is it that, that that just turns you on and lights you up? You know, your words yeah. that you mentioned a little bit ago. And and what was what is that for you? What is what is that passion? Who was who was that little, you know, that little Nicole? What was what was like what was her what was her dream and, and then getting, you know, turn them back into that. And it may not be exactly that, but it may be a derivative of that. Mm. Oh, I really, so, oh, I really like that. So if I was to, I always like to make myself be the first guinea pig. So if I was to look at that, I wake up really early in the morning. So, you know how sometimes they say, what would you wake up early for the morning? That'd be like three o'clock in the morning for me. So let's, but I hate staying up late at night. But if I got to go to a Beyonce concert and dance with all of those women, I would stay up late. I would come home at 11 or whatever time. Or So that's really interesting because I love being with safe groups of people, right? Mm -hmm. That would be really awesome. And then the other one is the little one. You're inspiring me here because... I'm usually in the no energy for that one because my clients will say, well, I'm just a perfectionist. And then mm -hmm. in my snarky little way, I'll say, yes, because when you were a toddler, you were like, I refuse to walk until I can walk perfectly. <laughs> but there's also that I loved meeting new people. I loved writing. I loved telling mm -hmm. stories. I loved hiding away with a really good book. And that's actually Basically my career, except for now I ask a lot. Of, well, I also loved asking a lot of questions. It's just that my family wasn't in the position to be able to answer most of those questions. Mm -hmm. Sure. So that's, oh, that's such a good exercise. Okay. Listeners, you've got two. What would you stretch yourself for? Like what gets you really energized <laughs> with our image energizer here, lights you up, turns you on. And then what really interested you and excited you as a kiddo? Ah, oh, that's really good. That's really And then good. too, I think asking those that you love and trust, right? Mm -hmm. Their opinion of what do you see that's possible for me? Oh. And just brainstorm and let it be blue sky thinking and not limit. Mm -hmm. Not limit at all. I mean, I am always inspired by Oprah Winfrey's story. I'm mean, I just incredibly inspired by that. Mm -hmm. And that's always really resonated with me. It's so. really interesting because, okay, so here's a place where you and I have a different lived experience. So I didn't have the supportive environment that, that you shared with us that I'm really glad. And I hope everyone has, and I want for my children as well. When that's interesting because 
for me, my first thought was be a, like, listen to what they have to share with you. Mm-hmm. And a lot, most of us are conditioned into these systems of misogyny and patriarchy and white supremacy and all the other things, capitalism, and that possible element really holds a lot of mindsets back, whether it's in Germany or Taiwan, because my clients are all over the place. Sure. So for me, when I think about doing that, I'm like, that is so brilliant. And two precepts. Number one, does this person have a mindset of possibility? Mm-hmm. And number two, receive that blue sky, their their version of the blue sky as points of data, but not judgment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, because yeah. you get to decide. You get to decide. It's just, it's just a conversation because yeah. there might be something that you, you know, kind of deep within you, but it's never been like spoken out loud. And then all of a sudden someone speaks it. It's like, oh, and it likes ring. It rings a bell for you internally, if that makes sense. Yeah. Positively or negatively. Cause I had very little support in going out on my own from corporate. Like Mm -hmm. most people were like, why on earth would you leave? You have your stock options and you have this big title and the next step is this bigger, bigger title and you get to travel all over the place. But I just wasn't, I couldn't see myself in the strategy anymore. I couldn't. And when I was interviewing for these great jobs, I just couldn't get excited. And yet when I was talking to most people, most people were like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Right. Security, safety, whatever. But that process actually helped me become more solid in my, my yes. Like I'm actually doing this. This is a phase. I'm going to step into it. If I fail, that's okay for me. I'm going to try. And that process helped me be more clear in my yes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I think too, once we, if we are always pushing to do something out of our comfort zone, I've heard the phrase that that's where life begins. So you think about it, Mm. you know, you've, you've, you know, you've birthed two kids, right? Yes. So life was really not until happened till after they were born, because the comfort zone was being in, in your womb. Mm. So life didn't happen for them until they got out of their comfort zone. So every time we start to get in a comfort zone is an opportunity for us to step out of that comfort zone to say yes, to stepping out of that comfort zone to being brave, because then that's where the growth and the opportunity and the Things that we we never could have known in the first place are going to happen. Oh my gosh, that's so good. And both of my children had to be evicted. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't want to leave. Yeah, and that's very true. And sometimes we get so comfortable in that comfort zone that we we don't want to leave. And whether that's negative or positive, but get, guess what? That's not where growth happens. If, if we get, if we're in a stuck in a comfort zone. So I'd encourage your listeners, mm. your friends to ask themselves, am I in a comfort zone right now? And am I okay with that? I mean, you gotta decide if you're okay with that. Or again, you know, I'm going back to one of your episodes that you were talking that I mentioned to you before we started recording. Yeah. If, okay, I did that. Yay. I did now. Now what? So again, if you're asking now what, guess what? You're ready to step out of your comfort zone and say, yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. So good. Yeah. That's so good. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, so much wisdom. We covered so much. Um, 
Are you ready to share a brave role model from your own life? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That would be that would be my mother, hands hands down. She she is she is gone now. And actually, mm. one of the bravest moments that we had was seven years ago. My husband and I left South Florida, Boca Raton. I'd actually I was just a few years of started my business, writing books and that sort of thing. And he took an opportunity to, it's a promotion for us to come do. So we were living in a high rise on the beach in Boca Raton to now living in a small little rural town. He works at the federal law enforcement training center. And where we live doesn't even have a stoplight. We have an acre of land. I have a beautiful pond. I have wild birds that come onto my yard. So completely different environment. We moved in 2016 in end of July. My mom had Alzheimer's and she was in Idaho. She was in a home. She ended up passing away November of 2016. My mother, you know, bore seven children. But she got married at age 18 and she went back to school when the youngest was in grade school. She got her degree, but she continued all throughout her life in her 50s. She was a very gifted musician. She played piano, taught piano for many, many years. But in her 50s, she inherited my grandmother's violin that was like came from the 1800s she wanted to learn how to play violin so in her 50s she learned how to play violin so she was always saying yes she was always pushing forward also a big part of my family's life was doing rodeo events competing in rodeo events and my mother rode my grandfather rode her father he rode until he was 84 my mother rode until she was 76 and so yes so my mom I and I had the I had the honor of holding her hand as she left this life and Mm. she is, she lived with beauty and grace and everything. And we knew that we were loved. We knew that we were loved and that's, she is truly my brave role model because I, I'm, I'm just amazed by her life and her fortitude and her not giving up and her not saying no, you know, and her saying yes and seeing what was possible. So that is, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for asking. I love talking about my mom. I'm all about my mom. And uh, for very, very good reasons <laughs> from what you just said. And particularly the piece of, I, I was just, when this comes out, it'll, it'll be a couple of months since I gave that speech and time is made up and relative. So recently (laughs) I was talking to a group of senior leaders all over the world in um, a tiny little niche of the tech industry, all women, they are Mm -hmm. self-organized, they come together. And we were talking about the book, The Growth Mindset. Mm -hmm. And we all shared, I was like a decade or so younger than everyone else. It was such an honor to be in this room with them, especially as their speaker we were talking about the growth mindset and we all agreed like becoming a beginner again for me in my forties, for them in their late fifties, sixties and into their seventies is it's such an both humble, but also the positive form of arrogant, right? Like you have to have that ego 
Mm-hmm. And that self-confidence to say, I'm going to pick up a violin in my 50s That's true. to be really bad at it. At the uh-huh. So oh, what yeah. an amazing role model you had. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, you're welcome, Nell. And I appreciate your insight and the way you kind of tie that together. I think that's pretty incredible. I guess I never thought about that because as you enter each new decade, there are these different challenges and things that occur and there is this different mindset that is there. So yeah, I really appreciate your insight. Oh, you're welcome. Yes. So cool. All right. So what is definitely going to happen is we're all going to check out the book Beyond the Clothes, Image and Presence. (laughs) Is that did I get the name right? Yeah, yeah you did. Fantastic. You did. And it's available on Amazon and yes, wherever ma'am. books are show. Excellent. All right. And is there anything that we didn't touch that you wanted to share with everyone? Hmm. I guess the biggest, the biggest aspects with regard to saying yes, is saying yes to yourself in in loving and seeing what's possible for you. We get so sucked in, especially if we're tied to social media all throughout the day. And what happens neurologically is we start comparing ourselves to other people. And that has got to stop. And I know it can be, it's easier to say than necessarily to do, but there's certain ways that you can create boundaries for yourself. But I would encourage, and that's quite frankly, a lot of what the book's about is all about seeing, I'm a big believer that we're always reflecting. We're reflecting out to the world and the world then reflects back to us. Mm -hmm. So if I want to put something confident out in the world of myself, it's going to come back to me. Or if I am not showing confidence into the world, guess what? It's going to come back to me as well. So That's why clothes, our body language, the words we use, how we lead, how Mm -hmm. we feed our bodies, how we rest, how we move our bodies, all these different things, how we let fear thwart us from what is possible as well. All these things impact internally what's going on and the way that we can broadcast out because I truly believe that it's always, whatever we put out is always coming back. It's like the sun. We feel, we feel the, the light and the beams and the rays from the sun. And then the more we're out in the sun, we start getting warm because we're reflecting mm, back yes. to that sun. So I, I really believe yeah. that what you put out there, you get back. And so that's what I'd like to share. Thank you so much. And yeah, I agree. <laughs> and it also who we spend time with, to your point, oh, the absolutely. media that we consume, the books that we read, the conversations we stay within. There's this quote, which I'm going to really mess up right now, but it essentially says, you know, certain types of people gossip, certain types of people complain. And certain types of people exchange about ideas, concepts, plans, and possibilities. And that is a journey that a lot of my clients undertake as we're working together. And that was definitely part of my journey, learning that who I surrounded myself with was a direct causation of who I believed I was. That's a really great point. That's a really great point. And to your point too, if you want to think about what's possible for you, really, truly get into that 
you know, meditative journaling state and, and start with the end of your life and work back. And for me, that has been really, really key. And that was quite frankly, one of the first coaches I had, had me go through that exercise. And it was a very enlightening exercise for me to see. And at the time I was actually the director of, of a department where I was the only female sitting in the room with males in the Mm -hmm. executive suite. And it, yeah, it, that didn't jive what I was doing. (laughs) So yeah. Anyway, it's kind of interesting. Those realizations that you've had. I love that. One of my early coaches, when I had become a parent, he was helping me with like stress and concern and teaching me how to meditate in a way that served me. And he had me do Andreas. He had me do that exercise as well. And every time I'm in a moment of like massive, like I get to say yes to a massive shift. I get to step out of my comfort Mm -hmm. zone. I get to light myself up. I always go to that, to that viewpoint, like your mother, when my grandfather passed, we all wanted to be there. We all Mm -hmm. wanted to be close. And that's what I'm trying to build as well. Well, I think you already are. I think that's, I mean, I saw that with you when you came on our show and I met you and it was, yeah, I I think you're already doing that, Nicole. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Everybody, that's your optional homework. We're getting the book (laughs) from Amazon. The link is in the show notes. Follow Linda online with your boundaries of social media, of course. And then do your exercise, do your end of life exercise. Oh, thank you so much. This was such a heart led conversation and I'm really grateful for it. Okay. See you next week. Bye everybody. Before you go, you can deepen and expand what you're experiencing here on the Celebrate Brave podcast by working directly with me through bespoke, results-oriented one-on-one coaching that is rooted in my proven Build Your Brave framework. As of the last client survey completed in Q1 2023, 75% of my clients from the past two years report they reached their unique goal. 100% of my clients, yes, 100%, report they stress less as a result of working with me. 56% report working less and 43% report earning more. You learn how to spend less time ruminating and stressing yourself out by getting clearer and calmer within a mindset approach that is simple, effective, and specific to you. Then we work together to end the habit of overworking and overproducing by crafting a plan of momentum specific to your goals and strengths. I support you as you execute your plan, including the skills and knowledge necessary to succeed in your own accountability. And finally, you step away from the all too common pattern of under earning and make the shifts towards being well-paid in your industry, using the clarity and momentum to ensure you become the woman you want to be at work and in your life for real. 
Go to tricksteinbach.com to learn more and schedule your free, no obligation consultation. Link in the show notes. You can stress and work less while you earn and live more by building the skill of bravery. Talk soon.